Have you ever sat down to read your Bible and wonder where to begin, or question if the ancient words on those impossibly thin pages will ever make any sense? Maybe you've compared your Bible with the colorful and note-filled pages of others, or wondered how to understand why you believe what you believe. You're not alone, my friend. Welcome to the Biblical Context Matters podcast. I'm Bree Blum, and I will be your host while we take a closer look at God's Word through the eyes of the original audience, exploring the cultural, historical, geographical, linguistic, political, and religious influences upon the people and places of the Bible. Together, we'll learn how to intentionally study Scripture to get beyond surface-level knowledge and find a deeper belief and understanding of the heart of God. It's possible. Thank you, promise. As Christians, we can never forget that the Bible, from Genesis through Revelation, is essentially a Jewish document. This quote from Anne Spangler and Lois Turvberg, co-authors of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, reminds us that Jesus wasn't the quintessential Christian that we think that he is. He wasn't Christian at all. Jesus was Jewish. And it is in learning his way through the culture, history, religious, and political influences of his time that we can begin to see and understand our Christian faith better through this Middle Eastern lens. We're excited to share with you the lessons that we learn over the next seven weeks of our online study as we continue our exploration of the roots of our faith and how the Jewishness of Jesus can transform our Christian faith. Ready, set? Let's grow. Week 4. For everything, a blessing. Chapters 7 and 8 of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus. When you were little, did you pray a version of this prayer? God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. By his hands we all are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Amen. In the Jewish culture, there is a rich tradition of blessing. These blessings aren't just reserved for meals and special festivals, such as a Passover Seder that we read about in chapter 8 of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus. There is a blessing for nearly all our everyday activities, from the moment we open our eyes in the morning to our last thoughts before we fall asleep at night. On page 98 of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, we read how this little habit of prayer can be truly transformational, instilling a sense of God's continual presence in those who practice it. I must admit, sometimes it seems a little hard to believe that I, a mere human, could ever extend a blessing to God. In our culture, we tend to throw blessings around all the time. When someone sneezes, we quickly say, God bless you. And if you're from the South, everyone's heart gets blessed a couple times a day with the phrase, oh, bless your heart, uttered with the endearing Southern accent, of course. We're quick to offer blessings to one another. With all of this blessing going on, it feels almost underwhelming and less meaningful to consider offering blessings to God as well. It's important for us to take a closer look at the difference 
and how we bless each other in comparison to the blessings we offer to God. In our culture, we don't necessarily seem to focus as much on the concept of blessing God as much as we intentionally make time for praise and worship. Most churches even have special times of the service set aside for praise and worship. On page 99 of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus, we read, To bless God is to praise him, to acknowledge him as the source of all blessings. But it's important for us to note that there is a difference between praise and worship. Praise, as the celebration of wonderful acts, is something that can be shared with people. We praise each other's accomplishments and rejoice in a, well, in a job well done. Following an enjoyable performance, we applaud for one another. And at athletic events, we shout and cheer for our team as we see the points increase on the scoreboard. God having done and continuing to do so many wonderful acts is truly most worthy of praise. In Psalm chapter 18, verse 3, the NIV version says, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise. Now I'd like to share a quote from gotquestions.org. We offer him our praise and blessing because he deserves them. Unlike God's blessings upon us, which are wholly undeserved, and by his mercy and grace, our blessing God is done out of an understanding that he is the true praiseworthy creator and our heavenly father. The Bible tells us how God is praised both on earth and in heaven. In Psalm chapter 89 and verse 5 and chapter 103 verses 20 through 22, David describes the angels and the heavenly hosts praising the Lord's wonders and all of his marvelous works. David also tells us that the kings of the earth praising God when they hear his decrees in Psalms chapter 138 verse 4. And in the New Testament, Paul writes in Romans chapter 15, verse 11, in the NIV translation, it says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people extol him. Everyone from the angels in heaven to the kings and people of earth are called to praise the Lord. Praising the Lord looks and sounds a lot like the praises we offer to one another. All through the Psalms, David gives examples of how we can praise God by raising our voices with shouting and singing. He describes praise with lively movements, raising our hands and dancing or clapping, and even making joyful music with instruments. There seems to be an endless number of ways for us to express our praise to God. This also draws the attention to the importance of praising Him often. Now, on the other hand, worships should be reserved only for God because it comes from a deeper place within us. Worship extends beyond the expression of praise to a point of complete surrender and humble offering our whole selves before God. 
While the Bible describes praise lively and exciting, the, the tone is different when we read about the posture of worship. In 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 28, we read how the whole assembly bowed down to worship. The posture of worship is usually seen as bowing, kneeling, being in a humble and reverent position before the Lord. In this posture of worship, we deeply admire God, not only for what he has done, but for who he is. So how is worship connected to praise and blessings? We learn in chapter seven of sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus, that the Hebrew word for bless, barach, can also mean to kneel. Lois and Anne describe on page 99 of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus that it is as if you are momentarily kneeling down mentally and humbly praising God for his goodness. This humble position before the Lord is also a sign of adoration and worship. It is this reverent posture of worship that enriches our blessings before God and takes them beyond the blessings that we share with one another. The position of our hearts to worship God transforms our blessings from mundane and underwhelming to humble, majestic praise to the one truly worthy of all of our praise and worship. Blessing the Lord is the expression of praise in the position of worship. Today we learned that Jews have a rich tradition of blessing. Praise is a response to good acts that is shared with people and God. We reserve worship only for God and worship God for who he is, not only for what he does. Blessing the Lord is the expression of praise in the position of worship. We would love to hear from you. Please share with us in the comments at intentionalfilling.com or in the Facebook group and try writing your own baraka or blessing for two things that have happened to you in the last hour. Start with blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. Remember, the purpose of the blessing is to put God at the center of your prayers. Gloria's blog post can be found at intentionalfilling.com blog, and we'd love for you to stop by the blog and share a little love with her, or swing by her Instagram at GloriaGrace320 and do the same. Until next time, keep growing. Do you enjoy learning about scripture through its context? We invite you to visit our website, intentionalfilling.com, to check out the number of resources we have available in our shop, including worksheets, studies, and even our free online course, Rooted in the Word. Subscribe to the Biblical Context Matters podcast to be alerted of our new episode for more faith-boosting content. Until next time, read your Bible and remember, 
biblical context matters.